Welcome to Sideline Sports tonight. It's just me, J.B. Ellis, and John Shear. Uh, Jake may be joining us later. If not, we will miss him. But, John, welcome to the show tonight. What's going on? How was the week? Uh, pretty good. Uh, is that a Jeremy Shockey jersey, by the way? Or a no, Monty it is Tumor? not. Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz. Okay, gotcha. Got, got my giant color. Get ready for week one. Going to take on John Mysick and the... Uh, the Denver Broncos, where it's going to be a tough game, but we're going to get let's let's get to the NFL. Let's start now. So, I'm going to start with the NFL. The Washington Redskins are going to win the NFC East. What do you think? Uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys actually. Ryan Fitzpatrick has never made the playoffs, and I think that that continues. And the Dallas Cowboys, as bad as their defense is, they have a great offense, and I think they stay relatively healthy and. You can get to the playoffs with an offense like that. You just can't. You're not going to win a Super Bowl without a defense. So that's why I think they win the division. Nine and eight. So, so you're saying nine and eight's win the division. Mm-hmm. And you're saying the Cowboys are going to beat the Redskins. I mean, the offense, the offense that the Cowboys have is better, in my opinion, than the defense that Washington football team has when it okay. comes to how good they are respectively. And I just don't believe in the Washington offense. I, I don't. I mean, it, it's a lot of pieces, but I just don't believe in Fitz Magic. Never made the playoffs in his what, 15, 16, 17 year career. Never made the playoffs. Never done it. That, but, there's a reason for that. But he's got the defense, and he's capable. They don't call him Fitz Magic for for nothing. Yeah, you know. I mean, he had a, a pretty great defense in Miami last year, and he was only three and three when he got yanked. So, you know. He he throws you in games and he throws you out of games. That's Dallas's offense is too good. But then they put him in when they the games were under you know were close games. They throw him in there. They took out my man Tua. Yeah, well I've you heard know. you tell me that a couple times. So obviously he must be the guy they believed in that could take him to the promised land. No, apparently not. If he was three and three and they yanked him as their starter the rest of the year. So I, I just don't believe in Washington overall. Um, the defense is good, but the Cowboys' offense is better than the Washington's defense, respectively. So Cowboys oh, win in the division, but they're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. All right, so let's continue with that that division. Do you think the Giants have a shot to be uh, in the in their division race going forward for the whole season? I think so because the division is so bad. Like, it's so bad. I mean, every team was under 500 last year. So, you know, for us to pretend that the division got a lot better is just, you know, it's not true. It didn't get much better. Eagles didn't get better. The Giants didn't get better. Um, Dallas really didn't get better besides the Micah Parsons signing. He didn't get, they didn't get better. Um, and Washington got Ryan Fitzpatrick, which they upgraded at quarterback. But other than that, they really didn't upgrade anywhere. So really the division is close to similar, similar to what it was last year. And I still see Dallas winning it. And like I said, the Giants, everybody's going to have a chance except the Eagles. The Eagles are going to be terrible. See, I think the Giants are going to be fool's gold. They're going to probably midway through the season. You're going to be sitting there as a giant fan like I am and say. Like last year? Exactly. Like, we have a shot. We could take the division. Because Dallas is going to do what Dallas does. They're not going to win the division. 
Washington's going to take the division with Fitzpatrick, the better coach, Rivera, and they're going to win the division with their defense. Now, Dallas is all depending on what Dak can do, and the Giants will falter. Saquon will get hurt because we have no line. And what are they going to do without Saquon? That's that's my problem with the Giants is if they had a line, I might give them the division but because their defense is good. And they got a lot of weapons, but they don't well, have defense, an offensive line. Their defense is going to regress this year. It's not going to be a top 10 defense. It could be a top 15 defense. Top yeah, I think it'll be pretty solid. And I yeah, think if but, the, they had a line on the offensive side, I think that it would it would go really well together. And I think that they could win the division with that type of team. But the line will kill them. That's going to be their Achilles heel. Yeah, I think both lines, both ways, both sides of the ball. It's the you don't like their both. D-line? I don't think they have a good enough pass rush on the outside. I mean, they what? They had a good run stopping though last year. Run stopping defense, right? It, I mean, their defense was way better than expected last year. Okay. It's phenomenal. It, it's going to falter back this year. It's just the way I, I look at it. I ha- I just have a feeling watching it. I think Joe Judge much better than I expected as a head coach. You know, is very happy out of like the Belichick coaching tree. Right now, he seems to be the one that maybe towards the top of it right today. We'll see after this year if I still have the same opinion. But when he was hired, I was down on him. I thought it was a bad hire. The Giants got beat at all the guys they wanted. And right now, it looks like they got the right guy for the job. So I'll give them a pass on that, and we'll see how this year goes. But I think it's going to be a fool's gold. I think they're going to come in third. And, yeah. you know, I think we're going to see midseason. We're going to look like they have a shot, and then, bam, that's going to be it. Washington's going to win. Now, do you think – do you think it's fair? Do you think that Danny Dimes has had a fair shot? Or do you think because of the lack of line, you really, you really haven't seen what he can potentially do as an NFL quarterback? I think Eli could still be playing with a good line out there. The problem is they never gave him one. They basically, because he didn't want to play anywhere else besides the Giants, retired, and he'll be calling Monday Night Football online for ESPN. So, you know. But do you think Danny Dimes could be a a good NFL quarterback if he had a decent line? Because he doesn't have any – I think they were 31st in in line by pro football focus last year. I think it was 31st ranked line. If he has to learn how to protect the ball and with the line or without the line, you know, you can make – you can throw the ball away and be effective. And you have to learn how to do that. That's where his problem is. He turns the ball over too much. Do you and think? Do you think as a young guy, he's kind of gun shy because of running for his life all the time? Uh, I, you know, I think that's a hard spot to be in as a quarterback, especially a young quarterback. But he can move, which is a great thing because that wasn't one of the things I looked at when they got him. That to think he was as agile or mobile as he was. But I definitely like his speed and his agility out there. You know, but. At the same time, I think he has to do better with his decisions. He has to get rid of the ball quicker, throw it away more, and be more careful because those those missed opportunities and giving the ball away equates to points against us. You can't always put the defense in a bad spot and expect the defense to perform. No, and despite the bad, terrible line, it's a terrible line. It do, he does finally have weapons. He he didn't he didn't have Barkley last year. Um, so, that, you know, that was hard. And they, they finally went out and got him offensive weapons aside from Barkley. And they finally got rid of Tate, which they needed to do because he was washed up and he was a yeah. distraction for the team. He, 
it was just a distraction. So I think that this should be a make or break year for not only him, but I think it should be a make or break year for Gettleman. I think Gettleman should be gone already. I think so because too. the line has been the problem year after year after year, and it hasn't been addressed properly. It's not as if, you know, we were a starter on the line short away from having a good line. This line has been completely rebuilt year after year and gotten nowhere. So you you can't keep doing that. Well, they had a chance at Quentin Nelson, but they passed on him a couple years ago. So if you remember that, they they passed on Quentin Nelson like five other five teams did. So and they took Barkley instead. It'll be interesting to see where they go. So, okay, you have Dallas. Washington, Giants, Eagles? Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to be bottom. They're going to be in the top 10 for draft picks uh, next year in the draft. I actually think they could even be one of the five worst teams. That's how bad I think that they're, that roster they're is. They're going to be bad. People now, think, Eagles, people think because Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts will put up stats, but if you watch Jalen Hurts last year, struggled to complete – he struggled with his completion percentage. He fumbled the ball a lot. He's a smaller guy, so that plays against him as an NFL quarterback. He only has three starts in his NFL career, and now he's being handed the keys to the car with a rookie head coach. I think this has disaster written all over, and he's still got, uh, as Alex Fleming likes to say, midgets for wide receivers. Devontae Smith, I love him as a receiver, but he's a small guy, and that's hard when that's your Basically, you're number one. You really don't have anything else at receiver. I I don't see a lot out of this team. Offensive line is not good. Godert's on a contract year. Earth's contract year. Miles Sanders has been disappointing, whether that's because of Doug Peterson or or whatever. He, he's much like Barkley. He tries to hit the home run ball and right. instead of getting a four-yard game, which is what an NFL running back does. So I just don't see a lot of this Eagles team, and I only see four wins at best. That's, that's all I see. I, that that's pretty much where I had them when I did uh, John Mizek's preview for the NFC East. Uh, the only difference I have from you is I have Washington over Dallas with the Giants in third. Um, but let's go to the AFC East. Let's right. go to the other side. Your Dolphins. So who is going to remain the starting quarterback? Which right. I'm glad that they get to Sean Watson. I like to. I think he's got a lot of talent. Yeah. You know, are you glad with that move? Oh yeah, I love I love it because he's he's a young guy. He's only played eight started what eight games. I mean, you can't give up on a guy after eight games. Josh Rosen, they the Cardinals gave up on after sixteen or fifteen because they knew Josh Rosen wasn't an NFL quarterback. Tua, st- you know, Tua has shown answer glimpses. That, answer that question right now. Thank you. Yep, he's much no. better than Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a game manager. So he's going to be in his career, which will fit for Bill Belichick. But two has a potential to be a really good to great NFL quarterback. If he can continue to improve, learn the playbook and they have a good offensive line. Problem. The problem with Tua is he doesn't have a line because they're all young. They were all basically rookies last year. And Austin Jackson is on the COVID list. The guy that drafted last year, <clears throat> he hasn't been good yet. So you're working with a, a young offensive line, all in, basically in their second year. That's their Achilles heel. And so, I just said with the Giants, you don't have a line. It, it can kill you. So right now, how do your Dolphins beat the Bills? 
defense. They have to beat them with defense, and and it's gonna be easier said. I mean, it's gonna be easier said than done because we saw what the Bills can do offensively, but. The Dolphins pride themselves on defense and Xavier Howard, and that's how they're going to have to beat him is keep him off the scoreboard. Because you can score against the Bills' defense. It's not well, like that it's a top-five defense. They're so 50, about 15th in the league. Who's, who's winning the division? Who, how do you have this division going? I It looks like the Bills only because the Dolphins' line is not progressing as fast as you would hope it would John, from last year. I wanted to put you out of order. I was expecting you to well, say the Dolphins. I, I want the Dolphins to win it, but seeing their line in the preseason really is scaring me. Um, the rest of the team, I'm confident in. I think that they've built a good core, but the line hasn't come along as fast as some of their other pieces have. As fast as Tua has this preseason, who's no. looking better. He looks like he's trying to take that next step, that that leap from year one they, to year two. They've done a great job putting that team together. The line, the, line. The, the line is the spot where it's taking them from being in yep. contention with the Bills to being the number two team, in, you know, fighting for that wild card spot. Yep, yep. That, uh, you, you don't, we saw what happened to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl without a line. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree with you, too, is better than Mac. I, I don't even yeah, question that's that. That's not I, even I, an I like argument. Yeah. You know, I think Tua with the right coaching, can become an elite quarterback in the NFL. I it's think not going to be so soon. I mean, it's going to take him four or five years. He's not going to step up and, you know, have it happen overnight. But I think he's smart enough. He showed he can manage the game. And he did that with all the talent he had, where they held yeah. him back. I want to see them let him play this year and see where they go. Um, but I'm going to say Bills easily with the division. No disrespect to the Dolphins because the Dolphins are making the playoffs. The line then, needs, yeah, the line needs to progress, right? The Patriots are going to be better, but they're still not going to be very good. I'm thinking maybe 6 and 11, 7 and 10. Nothing to write home about. I think 7 and 10 is right about perfect for with a rookie quarterback. And then you have the Jets who are cousins to the Eagles. Why bother? Let's get another pick. We can go for another quarterback. Try the try the whole rebuilding thing again next year because you know Zach Wilson. What he was no good. If he sees ghosts, he's playing Pac Man. I don't know. It's in the Jets. I think the you Jets uh, win three games at best, um, and that's not a knock on Zach Wilson or Robert Sella, but it's a bad roster, and it's going to take a couple years for this roster to develop. Uh, you got young guys along the line who are trying to take their leaps, and Zach Wilson is a rookie, and they don't have a lot of weapons. So I see three wins at best out of them, but it's a so, good three wins. It's a so we're like a quarter. We're a quarter of the way through the NFL. The only disagreement we have so far is Washington and Dallas, which is flip flop them. Everything else we agree. I think on. they're interchangeable, really, for winning it's the gonna division. Be a, it's going to be close because the NFC East is just garbage right now yeah. but you know it could be either way i'm gonna go with defense you're gonna go with offense which dallas is a much better offense i can't argue i mean i picked up cd lamb and my fantasy league yeah, i mean there's night. a reason dak was on pace for almost seven thousand yards last year exactly That's, that, i mean i gotta give him credit for that exactly so i mean let, let's go to the uh afc north next this is a tough division uh, who's winning this division and why I still think the Ravens because the Browns can't beat them. The Browns got swept by them last year. The Browns played the best game that they could play. Aside from the Steelers game, the playoffs, 
regular season was the Browns played the best game that they could and they still couldn't beat the Ravens still couldn't with Lamar Jackson going to take a poop and coming back still couldn't beat the Ravens. He made his triumphant return from the toilet still couldn't beat the Ravens. The Browns couldn't. So until they can prove that they can at least split the season series, I just don't see it. So a couple of years ago, it was a Sunday night game. I want to say Cleveland against the Giants for some reason. Sticks yeah. out of my head. Yes. I could be wrong. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I remember Baker Mayfield running for his life, and every time he ran, he he scrambled right. It was like predictable. And I don't watch game film. I mean, I could, but I just don't have the time at this right. point in my life. If I'm picking this up, watching TV footage, you know, NFL defensive coordinators are going to kill this guy. You know, since that, he's gotten better. I like what they did last year, but I still don't see them beating the Ravens. Ravens, Browns, you know, Steelers and Bengals, just like that. The Bengals will be better, but their line isn't much much. better. You know, uh, Joe Burrow's got to stay healthy, and I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be an uninspired division. I think the Browns will have a, a shot at the last wild card. I don't think they make it, but I think they'll have a shot at oh, it. Oh, you don't do you think, think the Browns make it? No, I do. Right now. But, uh, you know, they're exciting to watch, at least again. Their defense has gotten a lot better. And, you know, with the moves that they've made, they're they're exciting. Yeah, I, I, I see the Browns making the playoffs as a wild card. I definitely do. Um, I don't see Pittsburgh. I mean, I have them at eight and nine. I've been saying that all season. They have no offensive line. Um, their weapons Big. aren't great. And, I mean, we're going to probably talk about it a little bit, but this T.J. Watt thing, I mean, that if, if that doesn't – if they don't assign him to an extension, that their season's over. Yeah, it's not a good thing. You know, I don't think Big Ben has it anymore. I think he needs to call Peyton and Eli and say, you want a third in your Monday Night Football booth? Let's <laughs> see if he can get that done because playing football is not for him anymore. It's just not worth it. Let's go over to the NFC North. A lot of excitement in the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers comes back with Green Bay. All of a sudden, I'm going to play this year. I like to talk and just say things, but they mean nothing. I'm going to play. Welcome back, Green Bay. I'm a hero. Unfortunately, that's still going to win the division. Yep. Uh, well, the Bears don't have an offensive line. Another team without a line. And Matt Nagy is just using Justin Fields to save his job. So he's going to start Andy Dalton, play him until the, the wheels fall off, knowing that the team's not going anywhere with Dalton. Then second half of the year or late in the late. In <coughs> I don't know who muted me. Uh, <laughs> late in the season, he's going to start fields just to give them a uh, jolt of energy. He'll win them some games. There'll be hope for the Bears for the future, and then that will save Matt Nagy's job for next year, for this year and next year. And I don't, be- I don't think the Bears should do that, but that's what he's doing. He's using Justin Fields to secure his job this year and next year. So, it's not about I mean, winning I'm, to him. It's about saving his job. That which is not your job as a coach. It's to get the best out of your players and win. So right now, looking at it, the Giants get the Bears number one pick. I'm very invested on a Bears season. You know, my people in Chicago don't like that I'm rooting for the Bears to go 0 with 16. 
And I, I want Fields to be in because I like him. I, watching him play in the preseason, I mean, he's better than Dalton. You know, what's the Bears' record? Uh, well, I, mean, I said six wins. Six and 11 is what I have them at because they're because Matt Nagy's going to start Dalton a lot of the year. And they'll run into some wins, and then and then uh, Justin Fields will come in late in the year, and he'll, they'll run into some more wins. So 6 and 11 is what I have them at. But they're not a very good football team with Andy Dalton and without an, without a line. So we got Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions in that order. Yep. Disagree? Yeah, I think the Vikings are going to be a lot better than um, than people think they are. But I still, for some reason, have them at six eleven. Six and eleven. Think that they're going to be competitive, but six and eleven Vikings you think because the Vikings six and eleven. Yeah, for some reason, because I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. And I just, he's a guy, <laughs> Deb says we're out of order. I hope your Bears go 0-17. Don't, She's a don't Bears fan, steam, right? Don't steam me, John, because I'm already steamed. Okay. So <laughs> I I say Kirk Cousins, I mean, he'll like Ryan Fitzpatrick, there's a game where he'll throw 105 yards and no touchdowns and two picks. And then there will be a game where Kirk Cousins throws 400 yards, four touchdowns and no picks. You can't live with that. And I just I don't see them having a winning record. So I see them going 6-11, and 11, tying the Bears. And I just – I don't believe in this Vikings team until I see it. And and I don't – I don't know. I just don't believe in Mike Zimmer. I, I think it's time for him to go and then be, get a new coach in there. I'm going to disagree with you completely. I think the Vikings are going to be somewhere on 9-8. and eight. Are they – a great team, no, but they got Dalvin Cook. They got, you know, Thielen still. Their had him, had him last year. Had him last year. Please keep going. Their defense is pretty good. You know, it's not a horrible D. It's not. It's not top five, but their defense is enough to keep them in games. Cousins can manage games. I don't see them. I don't see them fall into six and eleven. Do I see them winning the division over the Packers? No. Are they better than the Bears and the Lions? Without a doubt. Yeah, I just I I don't know because of Kirk Cousins I just don't believe just don't believe it man and and then Cook always seems to get hurt and I have a weird feeling as much as I don't want this to happen because I loved watching him last year I have a feeling that Justin Jefferson's going to suffer a lot like he's going to suffer a lot of like small injuries this year like hamstring, ankle, like a lot of small things. It's just going to nag him throughout the year. It's just going to kind of bring his production down from what it was last year. And I, I, for some reason, I have that feeling about him. He's going to regress a little bit because of injuries. Not not a season ender, just, just nagging injuries. And it's not going to quite be the same year for him. Dalvin Cook, 2,000 yards or no? No. No, he, he needs to prove that he can stay healthy. That's... That's how I feel about a cook. Okay, but if he stays healthy, two thousand yards or no? No, a full no. a full seventeen games. Seventeen hundred, seventeen hundred. Yes, two thousand. He's not Derrick Henry. Okay, uh, I'm going to disagree. I think Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry can almost be interchangeable. Now, now when it comes to two K, that's a special list. Only eight 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 thousand people. Eight people have uh, have done that. I believe in the NFL history and. Yes, but now you had to get another game, so it kind of loses a little meaning. I, I don't think so. Two thousand is still hard to do. Running for over a hundred yards a game is really it, hard. 
if you get it at 16 games, I'll respect you. If you get it at week 17 or week 18, as opposed to the bye week. Still, that's too yeah. grand. That's a lot and of mileage on your feet. I, I would need to see the list of backs that had 1,900 yards to, to say before I'd say okay. I but, mean, I believe Eric Dickerson broke the record in 14 games. Yes. That was so, back in the old schedule. Yeah. Now, all right, let's go to the AFC South. What do you like there? Not a lot. I mean, we got your Colts. I have gripes with Titans. every team. Got the Colts, Titans. Texans and Jags. I mean, that's Ugh. an unexciting division. No. We know what the Texans are going to be. That is a disaster. They're going one and one and sixteen. I think they're going to run into one win somewhere. Jags are going to Alex. See, the thing is, on the sports arena, Alex keeps saying, "Well, the Jags are going to go seven and ten. Really? I keep, I keep I telling him. I keep telling him this is basically the same exact roster as the team that was. The number one pick and had the number one pick in the draft, which means you were the worst team in the NFL. Yes, now, I think they, the Jets were the worst they, team in the NFL because I think I, the Jags tanked somewhat. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. So the Jags did. But but there's the a reason they, they were. The but even if they didn't tank, they were still going to be a bottom five team. I would say four or five wins at the max for Jacksonville this year. I just that's don't. That's where I'm going. With, with Urban Meyer, who looks like a clown car. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and the line doesn't look great. The line's not good. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine this year, but the line is going to make him a little gun shy. Um, he's going to have to learn how to lose. And that's I a don't... tough thing to learn. Yep. He's yep. never lost ex- in any division Mm-mm. that you're right. And, and the receiving core, I don't love it's decent, but it needs to prove more to me. Um, and the defense is not very good. So uh, this team, I have met three wins. That's that's about where I have them, three and 14. So I got Tennessee, Indy, Jacksonville, and then they still play football at, in Houston. Do I don't they? know why. I mean, they got rid of Bill O'Brien, so they're doing something right. But, you know, they still play football down there. Who would have thought they get rid of Bill O'Brien and they become more of a disaster? Pretty scary. How about how do you see that before? <laughs> how do you have that division? Uh, the this division. See, I had the Colts number one. I still have number one because of the defense and the run game. Um, they don't have receivers, and I don't believe in Wentz. But still, Titans can't play defense. So <laughs> you're out of order for that because. What, remember when Wentz got traded? What did I tell you? He will be hurt. He didn't even make it to the to the training camp before he got hurt. But the thing is, the Titans have no defense. Besides Caleb Farley, which was a great draft pick, they don't have a defense. So, like, how can I buy them winning the division when they can't play defense? And the Colts are a complete football team aside from Carson Wentz. They're pretty much a complete football team. Carson Wentz is going to cost him that division, either by him being hurt or by him doing something because he has no mental fortitude. And the, he has, he's not a leader. And the coaching staff is a million times better in Indy than it is in Tennessee. I'd take Reich all day. The coaching staff, the GM, all of them. 
really top of the league, some of the best in football as an organization, the way they've been run recently, one of the top organizations recently. So I just see them because they're a more complete football team. Tennessee's one-sided. I'm going to disagree. How do you see the division one to four? Uh, Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans. I mean, the bottom two aren't even relevant. So we're flip-flopping here. We're pretty close to yeah. you know, agreement here. On Most everything. of these divisions have two bottom feeders and then two solid teams, it seems, is the common theme. So let's go back to the NFC South now. Ooh. Got the Super Bowl champions there. Uh, besides for that, you got a lot of teams in decline and disarray. Mm-hmm. So automatically we're going to say the Bucks win the division because if you say anybody else wins the division, I'm ending the show now. I'll hit end broadcast. You let me know. <laughs> you know, but right. two through four is going to be interesting. How do you see this going? Uh, I see the Panthers going eight and nine. I've been saying it. I see John Mozick saying Winston's better than Darnold. I can't say that because I don't know what Sam Darnold is. We didn't see a, we, he hasn't gotten a fair shake in, in New York. Like that wasn't a fair shake. So I can't, I can't for sure say that Sam Darnold's this or Sam Darnold's that I need to see a season out of him before I really decide in my mind what he is because you can't, you can't go off of that, that Adam Gase train wreck. Like that's just not fair. Anybody in that scenario would have fell apart. Anybody that was, a dumpster fire. Like you're not going to succeed in that. So I need to see one year out of him. Then I think I can make my determination because he's got weapons. He's got Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore. They went and got Terrace Marshall. They have Robbie Anderson, pretty decent line, not great, but decent line. Um, and, a, and an up and coming defense eight and nine is where it's at. Second year coach. He's not quite ready for that team to make the jump yet but they're on the cusp right at the end of the year. They'll be on the cusp for next year. And uh, so that's why I see eight and nine and second in the division, which is nothing to be upset about because the team isn't ready yet. So you're going to say Carolina, basically we're going to just say the three of them are in their own division because Tampa Bay won already. So I'm going to say the NFC South B. We're going to call it that. So the three teams that are left are the NFC South B. So you're saying that Carolina's winning the South B? Yep. Over New Orleans, who has Winston, who's uh, better than Darnold. Oh, no, New Orleans is going to be last in the division. If really? they're going to, they're going to go five and twelve, just like the Falcons. But really? the Falcons will have the tiebreaker. Saints will be a worse team in the standings. Yep. Okay, so let let's look at this logically. The Falcons, who we covered pretty much directly yep. because we worked in Atlanta. Yep. Right. Yep. How are we saying that that team? is going to be better than New Orleans. Well, if you look at Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston ever has been. So I'd take Matt Ryan all day. I love Alvin Kamara. Don't get me wrong on the Saints. I mean, there ain't nothing in Atlanta as comparing to Alvin Kamara. But Michael Thomas is out for the first five, six weeks. That's hard. You have no receivers behind him. Who are you going to throw to if you're Jameis Winston the first month and a half of the season? 
Marquez Callaway, a rookie who did good in preseason. Woo. Lions went 4-0 in preseason in 2008. Do you know what their record was? 0-16. Preseason doesn't mean anything. Ravens have gone undefeated in preseason. They won their last like 25 games or something. Big deal. It's preseason. So, so Winston has no tight end. Jared Cook left. He only has Alvin Kamara, who I love, but you can't in the NFL. It's a 53 man roster, not a one man roster. So, James so Winston has nobody to throw to. Let's break it down this way: better, better offense right now. Falcons. Without Julio Jones, you're going to say the Falcons run game. No, I didn't game. say run game. I said you said when offense. You it, when you put it together, the run game and pass game, you're going to give the edge to the Falcons. I got to go with Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley, and I think Mike Davis will be pretty solid for them. Um, he's not going to be great, but I think he'll be solid for them. So overall, I like Matt Ryan better than Winston. Calvin Ridley is a world beater. So he, I, I think he's playing, going to be playing better this year than Michael Thomas will, even if Mike, when Michael Thomas comes back, because you know we haven't seen Michael Thomas and and uh, James Winston really together, and we don't even know if James Winston keeps the job. If he plays bad, does Taysom Hill get the job? Uh, is 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 T- Taysom Hill going to get half the game at starter and Winston gets the other half, or is it 75 25? Cause you know, Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill and they just cut their backup running back in Latavis Murray because they refused to pay him because they asked him to take a pay cut and he said no. So now you don't really have a backup running back. So what do you really have offensively besides Alvin Kamara? I'm going to tell you now. The Saints will come in second in the division, followed by Carolina and the good old Atlanta basement. I don't know if you know, John Mozek's right. They lost their lead, their leading sack. The, the person who led the team in sacks last year, he's gone, left in free agency. It's not, it's not uh, Cam Jordan. He didn't lead the team in sacks. It's Trey Hendrickson. He's gone. They lost their defensive ta- two defensive tackles, gone. They lost a lot of pieces on that defense that really were vital to that team. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore was not the same guy that he's been. Last year he wasn't, so he needs to prove that he's that guy again. The defense took a big step back with all these offseason losses, and the defense really was the best part of their team last year. So if the defense is worse, and you go from Drew Brees to – Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. Who do you think is the better the, coach? Who do you think oh, the best coach in the division is besides Bruce Arians? Well, Sean Payton's a better head coach than Bruce Arians. So you don't think Sean Payton could scheme with Jameis Winston, who has a great arm, and make that offense work? Tired and as Alex Fleming always says when we bring up this topic, and I gotta quote him: "Tiger doesn't change his stripes. Jameis Winston's still Jameis Winston, and he has no receivers." If he had Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, I would clearly pick the Saints. But he doesn't have anybody to throw to for the first month and a half. And then Michael Thomas, we don't know what he's going to be because he didn't play football really last year. And he is not going to play football for the first month and a half. So that's almost that's a year and a half that of off of football that you're, you're taking off, basically, from playing meaningful games. Second place team. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't buy it with the Saints. I think this is the year where they really so go underwater. Four, you got 
Tampa, obviously, Carolina, Atlanta, the Saints. I have yep. the Saints, Carolina, Atlanta. Look, when I called into the JR Brief show on CBS Sports Radio a couple weeks ago, after I covered the Orioles game from Baltimore, was leaving, driving home, called the JR Sports Brief show on uh, CBS Sports Radio. He was going on about Jameis Winston. I called in, told him what I just told you. We got into a nice big debate back and forth for like 10 minutes on his show. I don't know how I got on the radio for like 10 minutes, but got into a nice argument. Then he was like, then he was like, brother, I love you, but I want to choke you right now. He's like, you make me want to choke you. And I was like, yes, this is great. Like they could bring the hate out in you, just like I do to Jake and JB. Bring the hate out. Let it flow through you. I love this. I love that I'm able to get uh, a certified sports radio guy on CBS Sports Radio. I love that I'm able to get under his skin and he goes from cool and calm and collected to I want to choke you on the national radio airwaves. I love that I'm able to pull that off. Not So don't feel bad that I do it to you and Jake. I did it to a certified sports radio guy on CBS. So. I'm pretty proud of that. Just had to I tell know. you. So let's go to the NFC West. Now this division, I think, is the division. So the Seattle rebound. Do the Rams finally come back and win the division after what has felt like forever? Does San Francisco come back? Uh, bless you. Thank you. What do you see with that? Well, I see the as long as you have Russell Wilson, you're winning the division. That's what I think. So, yeah, gonna, Seahawks number one. Said as it sounds, I'm going to be agreeing with you yet again. I like the Seahawks. I like the Rams to make it a close race. Yep. I I think Arizona is going to be really good this year. I think this. I think they're going to get better yet again. And then I think we're going to see San Francisco in last. No, San Francisco is going to be really good this year. Really? I think I have three teams coming out of the coming to, going to the playoffs out of this division. Yeah, and Arizona, not Arizona. Arizona. Now, do I think that San Francisco is a legit threat with Jimmy Garoppolo? No, because he's a game manager, and they're not winning a Super Bowl with that. But I think that they're going to be a really good team, and they're going to get third in the division. Rams are a really good team. They're going to be really good, but as long as you have Russell Wilson, I I have to pick the Seahawks. And then the Cardinals. I mean, last year, they melted down and let Jacobs Bears back into the playoffs. Like, they let them walk backwards into the playoffs with Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky. They went 8-8, the the Cardinals did. It was abysmal. I mean, and then... There's something to progression. You don't all of a sudden go 14 to 2. You build towards it. But the defense and, isn't great. You have washed up washed up JJ Watt, who is supposed to be your big signing. Don't sleep, I don't, know. don't sleep on the desert. That's all I'm telling you. Don't sleep just, on the desert. It's it's like it's like John Mizek said, and I was thinking the same thing. Cliff Kingsbury is not showing me much. It's, I mean, he showed me more than Zach Taylor and Cincy, who should be fired soon. He's not been good at all. He hasn't shown me anything. Cliff Kingsbury's getting there for me. Like he's if he if this year they don't make the playoffs, I think they should get rid of him 
or his seat should be extremely hot because that guy has all the tools in the world, at least offensively, and you can't make the playoffs. He, it's time to put up or shut up for that guy. And I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury as an NFL coach. College-wise, did great at Texas Tech. Don't get me wrong. But NFL-wise, I just don't see him being a successful NFL coach. And that's why I see them going last in the division and going 8-9. I just don't believe I, in I this team. You're, you're overhyped on the 49ers. not going to be a good no. year. No, they're a really good football team. They play... Great, they're well coached. Kyle Shannon's amazing. They did lose Robert Sala, so I'll give you that. But defensively, they'll be pretty good. Offensively, you know, you run the ball really well. You got Kittle. You got weapons on the outside. Yeah, your quarterback's not great, but you don't need him to make a lot of plays when you can run the ball really well. Play action to Kittle, Ayuk, Debo. The team is going to be a really good football team. May, May not be a sexy way of winning. But they're going to be a good ten and seven. Yeah, no, they're overrated. Overrated. John Isaac says it's best. Overrated. Turning John Isaac. Trust JB Ellis on the NFC West. We're like parents using our child <laughs> uh, to to Seah- fight to battle each other. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Seahawks are winning the division. Yes. Yeah. Rams are coming to attack it. Yeah, the Cardinals are going to surprise you. And then you got the 49ers. I don't know what they're doing. They're going to get to maybe 6 and 11. Let's go out. Let's stay out west with the AFC. You know, I mean, is anyone going to have a shot to take out the Chiefs? The Broncos are oh. terrible. Just going to ha- throw that out so, there. The Broncos are absolutely terrible. <laughs> so we're going to call this is going to be like the NFC South. So it's going to be the AFC West Day is the Chiefs. And then we got the other three teams. Yep. So how are the other three teams fitting into this? We're, who's second, third, and fourth, and why? Chargers, um, Broncos are third, and the Raiders are going to be last. <laughs> the Raiders are going to be last. <laughs> um, obviously, we know the Chiefs. Chargers will be better, but I don't see them making the playoffs only because with the Chargers, and I've seen it ever since they drafted Philip Rivers. Every year, it's something. You had Ladainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates, and Philip Rivers, and a lot of other nice weapons. And you couldn't do anything in the playoffs. You always found a way to screw it up. That's why I see happening to the Chargers this year. Remember a couple these last couple of years, time management, or you can't kick a game-winning field goal, three games in a row or whatever. Like It's what the Chargers do. And when you think that the Chargers finally are going to do what you think they're going to do, they do the opposite. That's what the Chargers do. So everybody that's saying... Oh yeah, it's their year. They're going to be twelve and five. Nope. No, they're going to go eight and nine because it's they're going to have injuries. They always find a way to get hurt on that defense. It's what the Chargers do, and then we're going to see a little bit of a regression from from Justin Herbert. Little bit. I think you know. If I'm looking at this outside looking in. I like Denver's D. I'm going to go with them for third. I think the Chargers' offense, Justin Herbert. My guy, he's going to put them in second. And the Raiders, they're just in the division. You know, I don't know. They, they can go play with the Eagles. Are they? Are they in the division? They can play yes. with the Eagles, the Jaguars. They should have their own division. The Eagles, Jaguars, and um, Texas. It's kind of like it's kind of like putting the like 
whenever you put all the convicts on an island just to get rid of them all, it's kind of like you're going to put all the bad teams on one island just to get rid of them all because you don't want to deal with them. You don't want to have to pay the money to like put up with them. So you're just like, you know what? Bad team, bad team, bad team. Sit you on an island, beat the crap out of each other. And then, yeah, that's what the, that's what the NFL should do. Like what, what they do with soccer, relegate, create a yes, division. Of relegate. Last place there we go. That's a good word. You don't get the number one pick anymore if you're in last place. You go to a, your own division. <laughs> you can make the playoffs. One of those teams will make the playoffs. The oh, second gosh. Year, they get to host if, the game. If you lose that division, <laughs> then you get the number one pick. That would be the way to do it. Oof. So do they still get to play other NFL teams outside of that division? Yeah, they have to. You know, oh, okay. You know. <laughs> but. You play. That'll be your division. You know the three, the four worst teams in the NFL create a division. How are you going to differentiate between a uh, Texans, Jaguars, Eagles, Lions, like Raiders? How are you going dif- to differentiate between all those bad teams? Bengals. Strength of schedule. Okay. Strength of schedule. Got to do it somehow. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to pick four. I don't know. <sighs> I think it'll be interesting to do. Yeah, I think the Raiders are going to be last. They don't play very good defense. I think whatever they're doing is a disaster. They drafted a guy in the third round last year, a linebacker. He didn't play it down because of injuries. This year, they caught him in preseason. You drafted a guy in the third round, and he never played it down in the NFL for you. It's just a bad organization. They did it. They traded Lynn Bowden, Bowden to us, who was a third-round pick of theirs, and he never played it down for them as well. You spent two third round picks on guys that never played it down in your organization. Yep. It's insane. <laughs> I so all right. So right now we picked our division winners. So we pretty much have the playoffs wrapped up. Super Bowl right now. <sighs> AFC NFC. This is hard. Um make it happen. Man, put me on the spot, Johnny on the spot. Every year I pick the Seahawks, and they always disappoint me. So I really don't want to pick them. So I'm going to go Rams. Give me the Rams. And I see, I, I don't want to pick the Chiefs because I don't want to like go normal. You know, everybody's going to pick the Chiefs. But there's really not a lot in the AFC that sticks out to me that, you know what? Yeah, give me Chiefs and Rams. Because I don't want to go Colts because they have Carson Wentz. I want to because they're a good football team outside of Wentz, but I can't see Wentz leading a team to the Super Bowl. I can't. I can't even like say that with a straight face. So like, yeah. so give me Chiefs and Rams. I want. I every part of me wants to pick the Bills and the Ravens. The Bills got destroyed in the NFC, uh, the AFC Championship game last year. Yeah. I see them getting back, and I see them playing a closer game this year. But they still haven't addressed their running game. I don't see the Chiefs having any problem. The NFC is the problem for me. You know, um, do the Seahawks have enough to, to, to get there? Does Aaron Rodgers have the ability to get his whole team behind him to make one last hurrah before he leaves Green Bay? Is that enough to keep him in Green Bay if he gets to the Super Bowl and loses to Patrick Mahomes? You know, but the NFC will come out of the West or the North because 
I don't think Tampa's doing it again this year. Mm-hmm. I think last year was took everything Brady had. Yep. So I think we're looking at the West or the North, which leads it to, you know, you just realized Jake isn't well, here. Well, that's because how good of a job that I do really bringing the whole show together you just kind of forget about the others and you pay attention to the most important place of the most important face, <laughs> but Jake can't dispute that because he's not here. Watch, he'll jump on JB like three Ellis. seconds. Give <laughs> me JB Ellis, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, but I think it's between the Rams or the um, or the Packers. The Seahawks will find a way to lose when it, yep. when it comes down to importance. I don't think their line is good enough to get to the Super Bowl, so. I'm sort of hedging my bets in the NFC with two teams. Um, so that's pretty much it of the NFL. Any other topics NFL before we jump off of that? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd mentioned about uh, TJ Watt. The The longer they take to sign him, the uglier this gets. I don't know if you're familiar with the situation, but they normally have three, five captains. They have three this year. He's not one of them. The Steelers' organizational deadline is – the day before their season starts. That's the last day they do extensions. Once the Pittsburgh Steelers start their season, play the day of their game, they don't do extensions anymore the rest of the year. So if yeah, T.J. Watt doesn't, doesn't get signed by Saturday, according to their rules in, in that organization, he's not getting signed until the offseason. They're very old school with the way they do business. I mean, and, one of the few and, NFL owners I've happened to meet, uh, before he passed away, Mr. Rooney. Really? Or, yeah, yeah, I met him at a wedding. Very nice man. You know, he, one of my uh, friend's sisters married his cousin. He was at the wedding. <laughs> Great guy. One of the nicest people in the world. You would never know he was a, a billionaire from sitting down when I'm talking to him. Wouldn't even know he was an NFL owner. But, Such a genuinely nice man. Uh, and, you know, the way the Steelers, and for the most part, the Giants do business is very old school NFL. Well, the Steelers um, don't like to pay anybody when their contract's up. They don't like to give anybody the money. So they're really, really pushing this thing can, with T.J. Watt. Can you blame them, though, with the yeah. track, record of, track record of success that they've had? He has 50 sacks in four years. How many coaches have they had in their, in their history? Not many. Go back One. to... What Chuck Knoll? Uh three, I believe, since since then. Three yeah, counting I mean, him. So the Jets have had three in how long? Probably in the last three years. The Jacksonville Jaguars? Year. I mean, look, so seriously, <laughs> you can't blame them with the way that they, they do anything. Even if they, they are cheap, the way they handle it, you know, but, they, they get people into play. TJ Watt is on pace in four years to be an NFL Hall of Famer. In four years, he has 50 sacks. If he gets 50 sacks in four more years, he's going to the Hall of Fame. You break 100 sacks, you go to the Hall of Fame. That's a Hall of Fame career. So he's on pace to go to the Hall of Fame in four years. Not be there, but if he if he did this for four more years, he could retire and become a Hall of Famer five years after he retires. That's how good he has been in the four years in Pittsburgh. So if you're Pittsburgh... You don't get that kind of production out of in in the NFL history out of almost anybody. So why are no. you messing around with the heart and soul of your team? Because why? 
This isn't Mike Wallace. Because they can do that. But but it's not Mike Wallace. It's not a fluke guy. This is T.J. Watt, one of the best players in the NFL. He's number nine on the top NFL top 100 list this year. So are you going to tell me that the Steelers organization has done a bad job? No, I'm telling you they're they're doing a bad job with this situation. They're screwing this up. Agreed, but I'm that's not, not a guy you play around with. I'm going to agree with you, but at the same time, their track rec- record for success, yeah, you got to pass. But you don't run into like guys like this very often. No, I you can't you, mess around with this. You know, they, listen, they everybody's got to do what they got to do. You got to make an exception sometimes. I would think so, but then again, their track record. Yeah, how many Super Bowls have they been to? John Mizek's wrong about this because if you're the ninth rated the ninth best player by your peers in the entire NFL, that means something. Maybe not oh, no. the top 100 means something, but if you have a guy that's rated ninth by his peers out of all of the players in the NFL, that means something. Look who decided to show up. <laughs> most important yeah. place of the most important phase. After right it was here. said that. We, he wasn't even noticed that he wasn't here. Yeah, he John Mozick said he didn't even notice you were here about 40 minutes in. Well, he's not really here yet because he's still muted. But, yeah, I can't fault the Steelers for that. But uh, getting past that now. Do you happen to watch any college football this week? Because I know we're all waiting for the NFL. At the end of Saturday, I said I wish the NFL was tomorrow. Yep. I watched so much college football. But the game that stood out to me, the Notre Dame fighting Irish, Florida State. What a great game. Did you happen to see any of it? It was well executed. <laughs> I was impressed thoroughly by Florida State. Um, and what, you know, they, they really gave Notre Dame a hell of a game. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, John Mizek. This This comment really is legendary. Thank you. That seals the deal on that, on who that is. So you had Mackenzie, Mackenzie Milton, the. Two jigs, oh no. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, Mackenzie Milton from oh, UCF. Just one. Woo. UCF I can't handle two. That got <laughs> a horrible knee injury a couple of years back. He had to play football in 1,071 days. Came back, led Florida State to tie up the game. In overtime, their coach called the timeout, at which they would have actually took the lead and possibly won, I believe. I forget it was late. Um, you know, so I felt bad for them. Great feel-good story for Mackenzie Milton. Bad start for the Irish, ninth-ranked team of the nation. You know, and then, <laughs> wow. If that wasn't the best comment of the night. Oops. All right, I see how it is. All right, I see how it is. That's fine. <laughs> I'm back for but, not even five minutes, and I'm already being roasted. Fine. <laughs> you were being roasted before that. I'm but, not you know, I it was pretty bad for uh, Notre Dame, you know, but tough, tough game on the road to open up the season. Florida State came out well. They'll be fine. Jake, how's everything going? Give me one second. Happy Rosh Hashanah. I believe that's how Rosh you say Hashanah. it. Rosh Hashanah to Yes, happy Jake. Rosh Hashanah to Jake and everyone watching. Yeah, everybody Thank you, Thank celebrate, you. yes. Exactly true. You can't blame the coaches for it, but it, it was horrible to watch, especially when he missed. You knew they were going to lose. I mean, the kicker missed an extra point earlier in the game. 
you know, it's a, it's a tough spot. There's, it scares me to think that there's not enough kickers in, in college, let alone the NFL at this point, that are really good kickers. So I completely understand. What do you think of the game, John? And uh, Mackenzie Milton. Uh, that's just an amazing story. I mean, I, I mean that that story is just that's what sports is all about. Is is just being able to come back from all from that, and that's what sports is all about. And you love whenever people are able to overcome those type of things, and that has to be the best story out of college football, probably all year. I mean, there's. A thousand and seventy-one days, and he came in in the third quarter after the other quarterback lost his helmet. They left him in, put them on like two or two drives to tie up the game. You know, he made a great play in overtime on a bad snap to make sure that they preserved the good field position. So he's well aware of what to do. His mom's crying in the stands watching. I mean, the announcers overhyped it way too much. I mean, you got the importance of it. If anybody remembers the UCF team two years ago, yeah. I mean the guy was a top ten Heisman voter and uh, Heisman vote. He has phenomenal talent. So, you know, watching him come there back was it was sweet. Um, we're talking about Mackenzie Milton. I don't know if you heard it. Oh, I heard everything. It was they lost that game, but man, was that impressive. I was so impressed by that guy's heart. You know, I wish him all the luck, and I hate Florida State, but I want to see that kid do well. He, oh, I hate him too. I'm not a college football guy, but that was probably one of my favorite college football moments, period, ever. Just because the story behind it, I love those kinds of stories. I mean, like I love seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even uh, know he was gone, John Mizek. You had no idea he was going like 40 minutes in. He's like, oh, I just realized Jake's not here. Like, yeah, I'm a little offended by that. How do yeah. you know? This is the best face on this show. Most according to, according to right. John Mizek, right. it's not true. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I was walking back, but I am back. <laughs> I feel like I missed everything, but it's okay. Yeah, you missed all of our NFL talk. We you are missed, predicting right. you our the NFL talk. That's all right. Hey, I'm still here. Oh, that's what matters. That's true. Exactly. I told you I'd get in eventually. I just didn't know when I'd get back. Then the other big game of the weekend that shocked me, Clemson lost to Georgia. Georgia's defense was phenomenal. Now, Clemson always comes out these close games. They'll end up winning. Georgia always finds a way to blow a game like this. This year is different already. Georgia, 1-0. Clemson looks bad. Yeah, that was – I think it's it's it shows how good Alabama really is as a program because of the fact that they come out and look like they did this weekend, and then Clemson. I kind of I, I hate to say it like this, but it makes me feel like maybe it was just the fact that Trevor Lawrence was there, like that a lot of their success was related. And Deshaun to Watson. Right. So we're not giving we're not. I mean, I'm not taking it away from. But I'm just saying from Georgia. No, no I'm Georgia. giving them credit, but I'm saying I think a lot of it it shows. The fact that they're they're they've lost both of their great quarterbacks now. Like John is right, Deshaun Watson and they Trevor Lawrence. Once you take away their great quarterback, what do they become? They become a more pedestrian team. And when they play a good team like Georgia, it really showed. Is what I was getting at. It's kind of so, like it's kind of like Dabo Sweeney and uh, and Steve Kerr are kind of like the same coach. 
once you uh, diminish the talent a little bit, they struggle with actually having to coach an, an actual team instead I mean, of letting the uh, the Hall of Fame I mean, type of talent like this. carry also, you. To be fair, it is a difficult thing for a coach. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, when you take away their best talent. I mean, there's no way you can really say, oh, it's easy on a yeah, coach. Yeah, but this is the first time Dabo Sweeney's really had to coach. I know, and I think that's kind of what I was going to get at with Alabama. Look what they did this weekend, right? I, I think that's partially matchup, but also it just I think well, it's I think it's more that it's proving how great of a coach that they have at Alabama and Nick Saban. I think it's it's proving he can win with anybody and he can make literally any player well, apparently incredible. Miami Miami tried to jump up in class in that game. Yeah. Miami's gonna be a good team, but they're not ready they're to play Alabama yet. I right, I think they're good, but they're not yeah. They're not at that tier yet. They're, they're not on that. Level. They will not be on that level anytime but soon. I would, I would say Alabama is just in their own class at this point, basically. And then I could, I could potentially argue that maybe you want to put, maybe you want to put them in that second tier, right below, potentially with Clemson. And I'm still putting Clemson up there just because not of just this year, but of like the past few years of great college football teams of recent years. So that's why they end up in there. Um, you know, you could put Notre Dame, I think, in that that subcategory, if you will, that, that second tier right there. Those are the other teams that are fantastic. But to take on Alabama, you have to be like the cream perfect. of the top. Right. You have to be and, perfect that and, day. And Clemson at one point was what I would consider, you know, one of the top, if not the top of that second tier. Right. And that's no why a team like Alabama. And Alabama still did what Alabama does no matter what. Like that, but that they was, also had whole. Fame, college football Hall right. of Fame type of quarterbacks because those are all time right. great quarterbacks in college football. Absolutely, this was the game that surprised me most. Wisconsin always, every year, year after year, is a really good team that just never gets it done. They'll lose that one game late in the year. This year, they did it right away. They lost to Penn State. At least they got I'll out of Penn the way. State credit. I'll give Penn State credit though because Penn State's a good team. It's not like they lost to a slouch. Penn State's top twenty. And they're going to get better. But, you know, I was completely shocked that that happened right off the bat. Because Wisconsin at the beginning of the year is usually crisp and sharp. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the the Big Ten, I mean, there's not a whole lot there outside of Ohio State. You know, really, there's not a whole lot that that is real. You know, not a whole lot of teams in there that, that are going to get into the college football playoff or contend for it. So did we really think Wisconsin was going to do it? I didn't. Do we think Penn State will? I don't. It's still Ohio State's, you know, they had their off day and they still it's, won. It's one if, of those if, games that doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day, only because if we're talking about football, you know, the playoffs themselves, yeah. it doesn't mean anything because those teams are not going yet. Now, I understand no. that there is something to be said about that yeah. game, of course. of course. However, if we're talking about – are they like John said? And I, I I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm agreeing with John. Yeah. Were they going to make the college football playoffs? Of course not. I already have probably three of those spots in my opinion locked already up, yeah. and I, I I don't at least I would say at least two of them are locked up, if not three. So really, I'm not I'm not saying oh yeah they're going to claim a third or potentially you know fourth spot. I I really doubt that. So it's definitely something to watch, of course, because it's Big Ten football. It's Penn State. It's Wisconsin. It's Big schools, but I agree. It's 
ultimately, when you look at it like that, it's, well, it's see, Wisconsin has had a shot the last couple of years to make the playoff. Had they won that one game that they lost, but sure. they tend to blow that game late in the year. They did it to Northwestern, if I'm correct, a couple of years ago. They did it to Penn State again, I think, last year, and then they lost another oh. game. They but so they're like, they, they got like it right off the bat, and you know, they always start off really good. So it was, it was shocking. I, you know, that was one of my best bets that I lost last week. Yeah. And well, you know what? They were bound to lose a big game. And I guess they felt like, you know what? Why should we make people wait for it? Let's just get it right out of just get out of the way. We're gonna win every other game after this. And I will say this there is you could argue there's a strategy with doing that. Because if they win basically every other game from here to when the playoffs need to start. Yeah, they would have to win the division over Ohio Ohio State to get in. Well, I'm 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 saying I'm assuming they do that. Right. Yeah. Well, then, then maybe. But the point I'm, I was going to make is, people are more likely to forget an early loss than they are a more recent one. When yep. College so, football is weird like that. Right. So, even though the way the committee does it, I still don't understand. I'll never understand. Like I understand what they do, but I don't actually understand what goes through their heads to actually make the decisions. Because sometimes it's <laughs> a little bit questionable. We all yeah. have been there. So, I understand how they do it. So my logic is maybe it's actually a good idea to lose this important game now. Oh, if, you, if you're going to lose, you want to lose early. Yep. Exactly. Always. Because early it'll look better and people will forget about it really quickly. That's Imagine the, the NFL if like early losses mattered more than late losses Never. Or, or vice versa. It's like, oh, right. you lost week one. It's not a big deal. Oh, you That's lost week deal. 16. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're missing the playoffs, buddy. Right. <laughs> I, I want to give a big – <laughs> Got to give a big shout out to the Holy Cross Crusaders beat UConn. Holy Cross is a college that started their football program back when I was graduating high school. Spoke to the football coach. I decided not to go there. <laughs> they just beat a real Division One school. Granted, you just UConn, had to go to Bishop Sycamore instead. You know, granted, UConn <laughs> is, is horrible. He's full of it. <laughs> oh, I re- they really did. It, it, you know, it was, I know. We just started their football team. I remember the coach. You know, we had a long talk, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm good." Um, but they went out and beat UConn by ten this past weekend. It's a big win for that college. What, a, what about Montana beating a Pac-12 team in Washington? The Washington another, Huskies. That's another shocker. But Montana's a real school. They they've had not really. Have years. you ever? Like they, when? How many times have you okay. heard from Montana in your life? Like three. But they, they get a chance. The I've get a never chance every every year they'll play a big name school. I've heard Joe the, Montana oh, more than I've heard the state of Montana in my life. The most famous thing from Montana is Joe Montana, and he's not even from there. Exactly. So <laughs> don't give me that nonsense. Gotta, you guys got to start following college football. We'll get you into it, or. I just never got into it. I don't Name know. Name one player from Montana. You have to know players. You have to know teams, <laughs> schools, and programs. Holy Cross. Name one player from Holy Cross. Holy Cross. The Crusaders, John. They're on a crusade. It sounds like uh, you've Name been drinking that Bishop Sycamore water. <laughs> Name a player. You want a player from Holy Cross? Is that what you really want? <laughs> Without you looking it up. <laughs> The way he's yes. doing it, this is 
He's looking down, and I can tell that's exactly what he's doing. He's talking you slowly. Know I caught you like that. I mean, you want a player from Holy Cross. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're out of order. How dare you? You got Sluka, who's the quarterback. You got the best receiver, Coker, at 47 yards. I mean, come on. Dude. You guys got to know this. That's awesome. I don't know what's worse, what JB is doing or this. <laughs> I think what JB is pretty bad. JB, you know, he really does belong at Bishop Sycamore because this is some really does because he's looking it up <laughs> on his phone while we do the show. Because I know, John, you know that he doesn't know a single player from there. That's he a politician. He's a politician. He's a politician. That's a politician for you. He may care about it, and that's fine. But he can't name a single player, and he just proved it. Look, if he you, should run for office realize- again. Run for office again. He's a good politician. (laughs) If you don't realize that Holy Cross beating UConn, who's got a history of being Division One school, is a big win. And maybe in college basketball. Right. I was going to say. Let's Uh, be real. Hold on. Let's let's be real. They may be Division One, but they suck at football, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I can't recall a time where they were good in football. Basketball. That's because they just became Division One. Well, they've been bad. My point is is that they haven't been good in football ever, period, as far as I know. It doesn't matter. It it just shows the state of their program. No. Don't don't even try. But Washington, who is in the Pac-12, lost to Montana. That's embarrassing. Unless you lost to UCLA. Did you hear about what Coach O said? Did any of you catch that video? I really hope you did. I love a good LSU loss. He's nothing without Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Get that fraud out of here. Hold on, but did any of you hear what he said against UCLA to a fan as he was what walking? He said. Oh, this was hold on. I gotta find it. He said hold on. Sorry, uh, Matt. Yeah. JB is a politician and he once once played for Bishop Sycamore, as we said, so I mean, there's nothing we could do about that. That's a lot of BS. Listen, I've been sick of more of my 30s. So, you know, so what the hell? Basically, apparently, I think what happened was a fan was heckling him as he was walking into the stadium to play UCLA. And so, obviously, the guy was wearing UCLA stuff. And his exact quote was, bring your ass on in your sissy blue shirt. And he <laughs> said that. And then they lost. And if that wasn't good enough, what UCLA did was fantastic. If you go to UCLA's football, um, excuse me, yeah, UCLA football's Twitter page, it's not up anymore, but they had a banner that um, I think it was like a shirt that they made, and it said "Sissy Blue." It was <laughs> nice, fantastic. That's good. I I'll have to that. see if I can find it for us real quick. That's good. That's savage. It was really. Like it. it was. It was fantastic. So that's about it for college football that I have. Anybody else with anything else with that? No, that's the most college football I've probably talked in like seven years. We'll get you guys into it. This is an important time of year. Well, Alabama, as long as Alabama's dominating, it's hard to want to talk college football. You got Alabama. I try. This was what they did. So after they won, they posted this and made this a shirt. This is a real shirt. And they put this as their header. That's awesome. How fantastic where we, is that? Where can we buy that? Where can we buy it? I guarantee you, you could probably buy it just on their website. But I will look into that for you. 
I'll look at that right now just because I'm curious, but I'm fairly certain they probably sold them on their actual site. I have a like fun on, football t- discussion for us three next week because we probably don't have time for it this week, but it's going to be a good one next week. A good, I, I dug up some stats. All I did was go well, Google, looked up some it. stats. I didn't really get to talk football. T- excuse me, football today. It sucks. We just ended the football as you got here. Uh, you know. Real real quick, your Super Bowl before the season starts. Who wins uh, the divisions? Pick your divisions real quick. Oh, wins all God. the divisions. All right, hold then, on. Then I got to pull up all the divisions. So I don't do you got to look who's in the divisions? Because I can tell I you all the top of my head. Because I, I got a feeling I'm going to do that. All right. I can tell AFC. you. No, I got it. AFC East, definitely the Bills, no question. AFC West, still the Chiefs, not a question. I think Chargers will come in second in that division for sure. I still think Chargers might make the playoffs that year, up to me, this year. Uh, AFC North, I'm going to go Browns. Really? Yeah. And AFC, AFC, I'm going to put Ravens at second. AFC yeah. South, I'm still sticking with the Titans. And I think the Colts will come in second if, yeah. if, they have Carson Wentz playing. If not, well, who else is going to come in second? I don't know. I mean, if Carson Wentz is not playing, they might really suck, and you can have like Jacksonville in second just because <laughs> it's by default, kind of like be Houston. <laughs> no, wow. I'm skipping over Houston. They're not even the Sean Watson won't even start. I mean, they're starting Tyrod Taylor. While I get why they're not, I'm sorry, but that's not a recipe for success. No, nothing against Tyrod. It's just the way it is. Um, NFC East. I don't like saying it, but the Cowboys. I think. Cowboys have the best team in the division. I mean, I think the. I told you, JB. I think Washington, Washington <laughs> football team has the best defense, but I don't know that their offense is good enough. I think it's going to come down to the two of them, but I think with a healthy Dak, healthy Zeke, and them complementing one another, yep. they will be the best team in the division. Thank if, you, Jake, and I agree. If Washington's offense gets going, that I will give it to Washington. I just don't trust the offense because I, I know they have the best defense in our division without a doubt. I don't actually argue the Giants have the second best defense in our division. But us and Washington share the exact same problem. Great defense, but our offense is just not there. I think mm-hmm. the Giants have the right pieces in place. Yep. I just don't feel like they're going to have – it's not going to fall in line. So, again, those are both great no. defenses. I'm just banking on Cowboys basically just outscore everybody. That's more or less what I'm expecting. Yep, that's what, that's um, how I feel. NFC West, I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to say the Rams. Matt Stafford elevates that team. It's a strong defense already. I, th- I feel like Matt Stafford with a good offense around him, which he will now have. He'll have two solid receivers. He's got an okay tight end. Um, and running back situation is not terrible. It's not amazing. But it, it, it it'll, it's solid, yeah. It, it's, it's enough to get them – to do what they need to do. And again, it's a strong defense. I really, I'm trusting in Matt Stafford. I'm really trusting him. Um, NFC North still going with the Packers. I mean, I don't really think anybody's going to argue that. Seems like a pretty solid lock. Uh, NFC South, obviously still the Bucks. I mean, it's Tom Brady. So there you go. There's my picks. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. All right. Super Bowl from the <laughs> NFC on a Pick the Bucks again because learn just don't bet against Tom Brady. But I'm gonna pick from the AFC. I'm actually gonna go with the Bills. I'm saying Bills. Okay. Are- uh, 
Bills hey. and Brady, ew. How, look. All right. Hey, I think I think the Bills have a fantastic defense. And Josh Allen, if he can repeat what he did last season, which I believe he can, it's a solid team. They're still missing running backs, which whatever. But I'm I'm trusting him. And they obviously had a great season last season and they they went pretty far without running backs. Uh, and hopefully they're running back to pick it up this year. Who wins? Oh, Bucks. I'm not even I'm not <laughs> I hate to go with the obvious pick. But I just I don't want to bet against Brady because I've learned so, that doesn't work. So I'm just learning to accept it. I would like the Bills to win because I would much rather see that. But I've learned just don't bet against Brady. I mean, my main reason that I think the Bucks will win, their team is basically identical to last season. I don't see a reason that they won't repeat. Most well, they teams, brought back all 22 starters. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Normally when teams win a Super Bowl, not everybody returns. So there's a little bit of a different team. Maybe they're missing a key piece somewhere. They have the identical squad going out there on both sides of the ball. What is the difference? That's what I that's what I see when I'm looking at them. I go, no. They're the first Super Bowl champ. First Super Bowl champ in NFL history to bring back back all twenty two stars. Exactly. I I don't see how they can oh that's not true. I can see how they lose, but my point is is that they brought the exact same squad back. There isn't, there isn't a new weakness. If there was a weakness on that team, it's the same that we knew of last year, and they did it while winning. Like if they had that weakness, excuse me, um, it, it doesn't matter because they won last year. So what's the difference this year? I don't think we got about- team has vastly improved. That's going to beat the Bucks all of a sudden, and the Bucks stayed the same. We got about ten minutes left. Let's talk about the reporter situation, and then let's do our picks for the NFL. Let's wrap up. So, John, why don't you lead that off with what happened? Yeah, uh, so obviously we all saw, we all watched the video. Uh, the reporter was trying to do her job, um, and, and then fans came over and started touching her and bothering her and jumping in the shot, which fans do that when they see a camera. They want to run by and jump and wave their hands. We all we all have done that, just kind of ran I admit I'll do that. It's funny. Yeah, we've all done that. There's Hold nothing wrong with TV. that. But getting into <laughs> – Getting somebody's personal space where you like get too close or you touch them, that's a little bit different. You gotta, you know, if you're gonna run by and just wave your hand, something like that, I have right. no problem with that. Like if but, you go running by like this, who cares? Because you're just right. making so you can see your face, your hands, whatever. Right? Yeah. There's, there's no but, reason to ever put your hands on a reporter when they do no, their job. Easy. They have a that's job to do. There's no reason for it. There was another story I just said to you guys earlier tonight. In San Francisco, one of the San Francisco reporters going back to her car after the game was accosted by a big guy. And, you know, she tweeted out thanks to the L.A. Dodger fans that helped her. Now, it's San Francisco, a second-rate city with a second-rate team. JB's not you know, letting go of that. They, they were very upset, the fans, because they thought she was like, you know, saying, oh, the Dodgers, you know, the, 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 that the uh, reporter was calling out Dodger fans, how great they were. She was just saying it was a group of nice guys that protected her during the situation. The right, thing. right. So, you know, it was just a cool thing to do. It had nothing to do with, the, right. you know, what team they rooted for. They just did the right team. thing. Yeah. Right. They just did the right thing protecting a woman in a garage late at night. Absolutely. Who was being followed and accosted by a big guy who, you know, would have been. I would do the same thing power. regardless of I think what team you root do for. That for anybody, no matter yep. what gender, honestly. Yep. Exactly. And, and I understand we're. Or it happens to be a woman. Doesn't matter what team you're yes. for, just, yeah. Exactly. If someone's in trouble, you believe they're in trouble. Yeah. Go help them. Don't be. Don't be. Exactly. I mean, 
But yeah, I, I people take things too personally, which bothers me. But, it's like the yeah. Boston. It's like the Boston fan. I don't know if you guys ever heard this story. Not to get off topic, but I think it was like seven or eight years ago. Boston fan ran a Yankee fan over outside of a ball outside of a bar in Boston because he was a, he had a Yankee jersey on. He ran him over with his car. Like a guy was walking out of the bar and he just got in his car and he ran the guy over because he was like, "Well, I don't like Yankees." Fan. Like you Eddie can't. Will, like it doesn't matter what team you root for. You can't do that. that. Take sports that seriously. Take a few minutes to watch your Bronx tail listen to Sonny. That's all I'm gonna say. Sonny will break it down for you. Because that's pretty much how it is. Yep. Yes, we all love sports. We all hate teams. But when it comes to people, that's completely different. You know, watch a Bronx tale, listen to Sonny. Look, I hate the Eagles more than anybody else probably. But it doesn't mean I'm going to be a bad person. I'm, no. If an Eagles fan's in trouble, I may not like them. But i got to set aside my differences because it's the right thing to do. Yep. Exactly. It's, it's being a decent human being well, at the end of the day. I also wanted to bring up uh, one, like, cause this story kind of like came and went, like, it came here and then it went pretty fast, but it got blown back up a day, I believe, a day later when it was starting to blow over, day or two later, by Barstool Sports. I don't know if you saw their tweet, but basically there was a guy that was a reporter at like a for like, of there was like this fraternity that was having like a party or something. But he was a reporter and he was like reporting on it. So he knew all the people would be like drunk and touching him and stuff. Right. And the basically what Barcel did was send out a tweet saying, well, this guy, look how much this guy executed being a reporter. Like, look how well of a job he did despite all the pressure and people touching him. They, they were taking a jab at the reporter, which was well, very, they were, which, which they was were idiots being idiots. Yeah. Idiots being idiots yeah. is basically the best way to put it. It doesn't deserve any mentioning. You know, Portnoy and the rest of his stools, they want to act like children. Sometimes things are serious and sometimes they're not. You know, this is not something that we should be joking about. You know, the woman had a job to do. She she can do the job just as good as any of us. Not only that. No one deserves to be touching her. But, like, just reading the comments myself, like, reading the comments, it encouraged people to try and call her out on social media, encourage people to try and call her a fraud, try and encourage encourage people to act like that. Like Barstool was in their tweet, encourage people to act like that in the comments, which only adds fuel to the fire. And that's a problem. Like, that's what I wanted to bring up because it really bothered me. Cause it's like, you know, anybody, regardless of your man or woman should not be, you know, bothered when you're trying to do your job like that. You, Agreed. you know, you're trying to do your job. You should have your space to be able to do what you're going to do. I don't come to your job. You know, if you, if you're flipping burgers or if you're selling houses, imagine if you're selling houses and somebody came to your, you know, came to you when you're trying to sell a house to a couple and you, and they started bothering you. Would you be upset? Yeah, you're damn yeah. right. What if they cost you a sale? You'd be, you'd be pretty upset. So you wouldn't want people doing that to you. So why are you going to go to this woman and bother her while she's trying to do her job? Like exactly. You know what I'm saying, they'll do. All that. right. So NFL pick time, and let's wrap up. Oh, so first game, first game we got. All right, good. Tampa Bay. The Thursday game is always first. So we got Tampa Bay minus eight against the Cowboys. 
Tampa. So Tampa. Tampa covers the you all believe. I don't care what the line. I don't care. Tampa. We're all oh, going we- to. We're all going to get halfway through this game, and to the end of the game, we're going to be like, "Man, I'm glad football's back, but this game sucked because yep, it's yep, going to yep. be a blowout." So are we doing somebody, a line, or are we just doing? Yes. Do a line. Okay. Who's keeping track? Because I'm not. <laughs> I didn't Most even time. know we were keeping track. We always keep track. You keep right. track, Jamie. So, I I'm not keeping track. All right, fine. John. All right, you could you could pick whatever games you want. I'll go first. I got the 49ers minus seven and a half against Detroit. Detroit's just going to be awful. And, you know, the the Niners are going to come east and destroy Detroit. I got Tennessee minus three over my Cardinals, who I told you are going to do well this year. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to start off all with one. That's my third pick. And for number four, Green Bay minus four and a half against the Saints. They can play that game anywhere they want. They can play it in Alaska. It doesn't matter. The Saints are trying to, to get. Green Bay to do whatever, it doesn't matter. You're not going to win the game. Aaron Rodgers is going to play his first last game in Green Bay. And they're going to be 1-0 and win by at least a touchdown. Those are my four picks. Bet them. If you don't bet them, don't complain when you don't win money. If you bet them and you lose, blame Jake. <laughs> blame me. Yeah, because it's my fault. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll go next. I got it. All right. Eagles-Falcons. That's my first game. I don't know how the Falcons are minus three. I think that is just disgusting. I'm taking Eagles plus three all day. I don't think the Falcons defense is going to be able to do anything to stop them. And I'm not sitting here trying to say that the Eagles defense is good, but the Eagles offense is good enough to, I mean, I think they're going to crush the Falcons. That's number one. JB, I'm taking your Cardinals game and I'm flipping it. I'm taking the Titans. That's a minus three for the Titans. I'm taking that all day. That's what I said. That's what, what? that's what I said. I said oh, Tennessee as well. I think the Cardinals. I'm sorry. No, right, I, I'm I think the Cardinals are going to do well through this year, but they're not going to win this Okay. I agree then. Titans minus three. Easy money in the bank. Chargers, Washington football team. Chargers are only a minus one. That's easy money as well. I know the Washington football team has a good defense, but that Chargers offense is electric, and I'm not – making a joke on purpose. I know they are a Bolt logo. That was not intentional. <laughs> However, it just happened to come out like that. That offense is fantastic. I got a feeling they're going to put a lot of points. Justin Herbert is going to come out and continue to impress like he has been doing last, starting with last season. And last but not least, I'm going to go with Browns Chiefs. I'm taking the Browns on this one. I don't think the Browns are going to win, but – Six and a half. I don't like that. I actually find this game I, – I got a feeling it's going to be close. Browns have a solid defense. I believe the Chiefs will score points, but the Browns are going to be able to keep this game close enough, especially because that Chiefs defense is not that great. So if you're picking straight win, Chiefs all day. However, I think at the six and a half mark, I'm still sticking with the Browns to keep the game within those within those bounds. I, I got a feeling they're going to keep it as a close game. My picks? Yes, so we're not going straight Atlanta for one of our picks, right? No, no. Any, any four games you want, we already took Tampa Bay. It's the Thursday night game and three others. Okay, so three others. So I have the Vikings minus three. I have the Vikings. I don't like that it's minus three. I wish it was like two and a half. But uh, I'm going Vikings because they're at the Bengals. And I just don't – this is Joe Burrow's first game back. We don't know how he's going to perform. Jamar Chase sure. is Jamar Drops. So I got to go with the Vikings for my first one, minus three. 
they'll win. They'll win by more than that with Dalvin Cook. The the Bengals are going to get stumped by Dalvin Cook and company. Um, looking at it, New England's minus two and a half, which means Miami's favored because you always give three points to the home team. So I got to go with the Dolphins in this one. Basically, it's saying who's going to win the game. And I think the Dolphins win this one with rookie Mac Jones. I think he's going to get, he's going to have his hands full all game. So Miami wins that one. Uh, I got the Rams. The Rams minus seven on Sunday night football against the Bears. Andy Dalton's in. The Rams are going to stomp them. Stomp them. No line. You have no offensive line. And Andy Dalton's your quarterback, and you're going up against Aaron Donald. You could have five, six, seven sacks. Why they're keeping Justin Fields out in week one. That's the exact reason. Yep, that's what I would do. So that's my picks. I think they should still put him in. I believe he needs to face especially the best. But I get it. That's how he learns. I agree. Yeah, well, David Carr tried to learn, and then his career ended in Houston with 51. I mean, it was 51 sacks a season or something like that. Yeah, NFL record, by the way. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was an atrocity. We'll see. Right. Anyone got anything else? Just remember last year I won that. I may not have won fantasy, but that'll be this year I won fantasy and the picks. Fantasy League starts on Thursday, gentlemen. To all our contestants, good luck and be prepared to lose because People's Champ is here. I, re- I intend to repeat. And more importantly, we're actually all three in three different leagues together. <laughs> so I think we should keep a record of our fantasy leagues. Yeah. We are in a few leagues. We got. I, I pulled off the blockbuster this weekend. Got yeah. Joe Burrow, CD Lamb, and uh, Gus Edwards for Davis Winston and a 15 round pick. And Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor. It was a great, great trade. This I tried to tell your league we need to have the ability to veto because that trade is Bishop Sycamore. BS. It's not, it's not like a trade that's like a kicker for a quarterback. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's, I mean, Jonathan that, that Taylor, a- I tried telling him when you trade for Jonathan Taylor, and he was like, Jonathan Taylor did great last year. I said, yeah. Yes, but Gus Edwards is the starting running back in Baltimore. So, you know what? That's a, uh, some, it's not an about- equal thing. And I got a much better quarterback. And you gave me you a wide receiver one. quarterback in return. Another solid wide receiver. You got and a CD solid Lamb. Right. And I lost and I dropped six rounds in next year's draft. I'll worry about next yeah. year, next year. <laughs> Gotta win but this the year thing first. is, Jonathan Taylor has Marlon Mack coming back, so it's less less yep. catches out of the backfield, less carries. Naheem Hines is the pass catching back out of the backfield already. Jonathan Taylor and Quentin Nelson is out the first supposed to be up to 12 weeks, so Yikes. I don't like that Jonathan Taylor. I don't I don't like having him on my roster. So I I'm glad I don't listen, I think you know it was a gimme once once he threw at Edwards. <laughs> Before that I was like yeah because I like Taylor but once he threw at Edwards I was like Edwards another running back he basically Edwards and C D Lamb. Yeah I was like okay I mean and the quarterback swap isn't bad. I mean no, because it's a keeper league, so I got to keep somebody. So I have a choice between Jalen Hurts if he does really well, Burrow or uh, Trevor Lawrence. So I get three young quarterbacks to decide who I want to keep. <laughs> you don't have to keep a quarterback. 
Everybody wants oh, I think that's going to be a, my key. It's pretty obvious <laughs> to keep, keep a running back or a receiver, I feel like. That seems like the obvious choice, but hey, whatever. It's fine. Uh, Once you lose, it won't matter. <laughs> exactly. Once you lose, you don't have, you don't have to worry. So, so Deb is in three leagues as well with us, correct? She's in – No, sure. two. Is she two. in one of the fantasy, the sideline sports leagues? So our, so our three leagues, we have the league with the fans – our network league, and then our personal league that we're in. So okay. that's, he's only in the personal and the fan. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So we're in all three of those leagues, however. So I see and a I lot of her, a league. lot of you guys Oh yeah. in fantasy football this year. We're going to have to keep track of these records. Absolutely, well, I'm happy to. It's going to be interesting. Next week we will start the talking. Who's, who's going to be just dark horse – Who's going to, off the top of your head, who's going to be your Sacco in our uh, Sideline Sports League, and who's going to win it? Which, hold on, which one? In the network? The, or? the network league. And network then we'll league? go with, uh, we'll, then we'll go with the, the, the other one. I got to see who's in our network league. I don't remember who's playing. I'll well, start my with dark horse, well, not even a dark horse, but my pick for Sacco is going to be Jacob. That's my pick yeah. for Sacco. He's got multiple kickers, doesn't he? Multiple kickers in an 18 yeah. league. Drafted seventh and ninth round on your kickers. So I'm going with him. That's like him picking the Sixers yeah. to win it all next year with Ben Simmons. He also has Mahomes, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Tyree Kill, and Harrison Butker. He, he really likes the Chiefs. On one team. Really, really likes the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing on that on the Sacco, actually. I, I forgot he had multiple kickers on one That's team. Too, you can't have too many players from one offense. I agree. That's a rule in fantasy. You can't have, you can't be a homer. Got to yep. be careful of the homerism, uh, avoid, and, you, avoid and you can't. Weeks. And you can't. Yes, and you can't have too many players from just one team. He did both of those. Yeah, the ones the no nos, and you can't draft a kicker too early. You, you can't. Kicker, you really take in the second to last round. Last That's round. what I do. They're irrelevant. I mean, yeah, I'm, there's always a good one out there. I don't overreach. Unless on you're kickers. playing in a 32 team league, what's your hurry <laughs> for a kicker? If I play in a 32-team league, I don't even want to play fantasy football. I, I, I agree. <laughs> All right, so you got your Sacco, John. Who's your winner? Me. I knew that was coming. No. Me. No. Maybe, I, I won the got? I'm hold going with 3-0. 3-0. Hold on, hold on. In the network league, who is your Sacco? Who is your winner? All right. I'm winning Jacob's the Sacco. Who's winning in I'm, Hold the... on, I'm winning in Jacob's the Sacco as well. I'm not going to argue with that. Jacob's the Sacco. I watch Jacob wins, and we'll all be the Sacco. Well, who, we all lose. That would be great. Who wins that's not us? That's not one of us three. I'd have to look at the teams, honestly. I don't remember them. All right, we got Bryce, Clinton, no, I just, I just, which I... Which is Cole's name. I didn't even know that was his name. I thought it was actually cool. Um, Rob, Jake, and then Matt. Looking at the teams real quick. You know, Bryce um, had a pretty good draft. I was just going to say, based on the draft, did, I really like really Rob's well. Bryce's Yeah, team. Eric Henry, Lamar Jackson, yeah. Joe Mixon, Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, Robert Woods, Logan Thomas, Broncos defense, DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore. Matt Stafford. Of us, he's got the best shot. He's actually yeah, got a really yeah, I'm going to go Bryce as my dark horse to win it when it's not one of us three. Agreed. I, I would agree with that. We all kind of agree with that, so that's fair. What about the other league? Do we have any with dark horses? 
to win. I haven't looked at everybody. No, my Sacco. Oh, Sacco in that league? I already know. Yeah. Um, you, do you want to make? Do you want to make the fans upset by giving out a Sacco lessons? One of us three. Uh, got John John Mizek, Sacco. Mark it down. Wow. Twenty twenty one Sacco. Um. Wow. My Sacco either goes to John Mizek or. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Kayla, I don't really like this team. The bench is kind of cheeks. For lack of a better that, that that's it's bad. Mike Davis, Cortland Sutton's okay. DJ Shark, Michael Pittman, Trey Sermon. I don't even know who this guy Stevenson is. He plays for the Patriots. Oh, that's a rookie. I'm not, I'm not a fan of this team. Wow, it's going to be awfully cold for Jake this winter. <laughs> no, I actually oh, agree. I don't like that bench. It's really not good. No. I don't know, but I don't think you should ever do that, Jake. <laughs> I just tell it as I see it. Sometimes in life, you have to not tell it, Jake. You just have to keep the story inside. John Let Mizek. everyone else observe a report. John Mizek, Sacco, 2020. I'm hoping she's not, and she didn't see that. One Kayla, girl. if you're here, I told him not to say it. He didn't listen. Do you th- <laughs> the bench is just not looking good. I'm sorry. Listen, all I'm going to say, I don't want to talk about who's going to lose because we talked about enough losers. We talked about the Eagles way too much tonight. The winners, Zeke and destroy. The yes. giant fan that has Zeke. People's That's champ, it. baby. People's champ. Eli is not a Hall of Famer, is going to win the championship. That is just the worst name ever. So, hey. which name do you like better, Zeke and destroy or Joe Buck yourself? That's the question. Joe Buck discuss. yourself. That's, I love that. That's clever. My my name in other leagues, I think, is JPP's right hand. Yes. Sticking with that name. One with that team last year. It's just Uh-oh. a fantastic name. You're the people's Uh-oh. champ in the league in the Yes. Uh oh. Whoa. I don't know if she knows what I said though. I don't think she does. Nope. You didn't Kayla, say anything. If you're, if you're just tuning in, rewind about three minutes. And remember, I said to Jake, so we don't have to tell all the stories. Sometimes you gotta you gotta not report. Is Deb going to be the Sacco in this league, JB? Absolutely no. not. Okay. Absolutely not. I think good Deb man. actually has a decent team. Yes, good man. See, Jake is learning already. <laughs> no, I just call it like I see it. I'm not saying it's a great team, but it's not bad. See, Jake was saying all along that Kayla has a great team and yep. that she yes. could potentially win it. That's what I've been hearing this whole Jake, time. you edit this. Jake said <laughs> Kayla's team is the best. <laughs> All right. Who who's what else would I have said? <laughs> so that's who we think is going to be the Sackos and who's going to be the winners, which I'll win. But if there's not a winner, nobody else will probably win in the uh, fan league. I think it's seven. between the three of us in all three leagues still. Yeah. We all have, we all have drafted really well in, I, in I all have three to say, leagues. I like my team better than last year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just got to remember to well, I got to well, remember to make changes Sunday morning. Year. Hopefully yeah. you keep up with it because last year you just gave up. You don't have to change your lineup in best ball. You don't have to. Well, that's so why in best ball that. I'm gonna I'm gonna win it. Seek and destroy. Isn't that seek a nice destroy. feeling? Known you wake up Sunday morning if you wake up a you little late, you're like, guess what? I don't got to do my lineup. I can just enjoy football and the and the computer will do it for me. Yeah, I'll just enjoy the games. I don't got to worry about screwing it up. That's a nice so, feeling. So. Week one in all three leagues before we go, your biggest concern. What do you mean? Or Well, you got three different matchups. Yeah. 
Are you saying the matchup I'm most scared about? Yep. I don't even know who I'm playing in each league. How about that? Well, I'm playing Jacob week one, so I'm not scared about that in the league. In the league league. Not worried about that. I'm playing somebody I don't know as Eli the Hall is not a Hall of Famer. I'm playing John or Team Selimos, whoever that is. Fan of the show. Fan no, of the show. Fan of the show. Thank you for show. tuning in, Salimos. Johnny Salimos. Just so you know, Johnny Salimos, I'm the only John around these parts. So I'm going to beat you week one well, he's for Johnny, pride. Not John. Yeah, but my nickname's Johnny. So no, I okay. I claim all of the John names. John, yeah, that's why John Mizek's going to be the Sacco because you can't have my name. Fair enough. Uh, I think of all the three leagues, I'm probably I – mean, I'm not really nervous about any of them, admittedly. But I think of all the leagues, I'd be most afraid in our um, our, our, our network league. I'm playing cool. He actually has a decent team. Uh, he's got some – he's got Eckler and Robinson at running back and Adams and Brown at, at number one and two receiver and Josh Allen's as quarterback. It's a little unnerving. unnerving. I mean, I, I still trust in my team, but – if you, if you need me to give, um, you know, you need me to give my my biggest fear, you know, of the three, I, I'll go with that. But I'm not necessarily afraid of them. I'm just that's my biggest fear. But I'm I'm winning all three leagues. How many league. teams make it in that league? Four out of eight. Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. We can't have six. Yeah, you can't have six in an eight-team league. Yeah. So you gotta have four. I guess. should be right. I'll check. JB, who are you most afraid of? So I, I got to go up against Deb this week in the fan track league. Oh, oh boy. She got a good team. It's a good team. I, I'm not, yeah, looking John, at this a, not looking at a bad team. And then I got Bryce in the yellow league. So I got a couple of tough matchups. Bryce is going to be tough. That's a good team. He's got That's a dark horse. He's, he's got a good team too. So I got a couple of good matchups. So I got you know. cakewalk. I, I played Jacob. I have the easiest cakewalk week oh, one. He's starting both kickers, probably. <laughs> so he, 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 We don't even have a super flex, but he's pretending like we have a super flex. And he's <laughs> there, in there somehow. Messaging me on the side, can I start both kickers? <laughs> just, <laughs> just, Dorito, just calling it now. Easy no win shot. in each league, even though I say I got some tough games. Props to all my opponents. May your best players do well, but my best uh, players do better. My toughest one to see most would be easy, you know. And Mustache Dolphin has a good team in the Fan Tracks League. Nick, he has a real good team, solid team. It's gonna be a lot of tough matchups. I have a lot of bad matchups, so if I lose, that's my excuse. Because Dak yeah. and Zeke are playing the Bucks. John, that's hard. Excuses. Excuses. Justin Herbert's playing Washington. Antonio wah, Brown wah, wah, on my wah. bench. I have wah, Will here. Fuller suspended. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Michael Thomas is hurt. Stevenson of the Patriots. Look, he drafted this team. This is on He's him. He's not ready to play. This is his team that he drafted. All right. I don't want to hear your excuses. You drafted the team. You want to complain that. I'm complaining. Just play. saying if I lose. It... You don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it. Michael Thomas is going to be out. Well, who drafted him? That's not on me. That's on you. I played the hey, long that game. That was your draft. Okay. I played the long game. The fact that you've got guys on suspension. You know whose fault that is? Not ours. Look, I have my team should be called the longest yard. 
My team should be called the longest yard with all these suspensions and yeah, and injuries. Not really the playoffs at this rate. Look, the longest well, yard. Adam Sandler brought his team back to win, so I'm not. I'm not concerned. I like how you're pulling the Adam Sandler one. Let's look. My team is like the longest yard, a bunch of like suspensions and stuff. We'll see. I I don't have faith in you. Well, when it's all said and done, three and zero at the end of the week. We'll talk. We'll talk next Tuesday when I win a bunch of games. (laughs) So you guys got to tune in next Tuesday, not only for the update on all of the standings, on the update on our picks, and the topic I wanted to bring up about historic running back comparisons between two players and one is an active player and I actually think he's better than a, a, a historical running back, a historical running back who's not in the hall of fame, not going to be in the hall of fame, but he had a pretty damn good career and this active player is even better than him. And this active player just started wow. tune in for that next week. It's going to be a fun talking. topic. We're going to have a good topic on that. All right, yes. cool. So, All right. real quick, John, where you at? Where can they find you? Yep. Oh, you can find me Fox Sports thirteen forty AM. Hopewell, check me out on there. Check me listen in with KNN Kelsey Nicole Nelson. I uh, write article recaps of her uh, interviews, and then I also do recaps and previews of some of the Orioles games for Fox Sports as well. So uh, I cover the Orioles for them. You can find me Cardiac Kane. You can find me on Finn Fanatic as well, covering the Dolphins on Fan Sided. Blue Hawks 13 on Twitter. And Sideline Sports, the most important place with the most important face. JB Ellis at the program uh, uh, at the pro- JB underscore the program on Twitter. You know, the program, I believe, coming back in about two more weeks. That's already set. And obviously here, where everybody wants to see me, you're at the Notre Dame game this weekend. You may or may not see me. Try and find me. If you do, we can talk about my great picks for the week. Tampa Bay put me 1-0 and how my fantasy teams will dominate. You can buy um, him a soda. Maybe JB's thirsty. Buy him a beer. You want. Buy him a and beer. Next week we will talk about how my fantasy teams dominated three and zero. My picks four and zero. My DraftKings account made a lot of money, and that's what really matters. The DraftKings. I'm going to have rings. Really I'm going to have rings all over my fingers this year when I win three leagues. I'm going to have three rings, just plus my wedding ring, which is. Anyway, JB, what were you saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly, here next Tuesday night, where we can recap all my great victories. Jake? Absolutely. Oh, John, you're such a weird man. You guys can find me here uh, always every Tuesday at 830, even though it was Rosh Hashanah. So first of all, happy year to all our Jewish friends out there. Even though it was the Jewish New Year, I still made a point of getting on the show. Why? Because that's just what we do here. Even if we can't make the whole thing, we make some of it. That is the dedication level that the three of us have. So you can always find me here Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. on Sideline Sports. You can also find me on Twitter, at Jake underscore Malik. Uh, you can also find me kicking the two of these idiots' butts and everybody else <laughs> in all of our leagues because there's no shot that any of them are winning. I'm winning all three leagues. And you can also, most importantly, find Sideline Sports on all social media. We're on, on Instagram and Twitter, at Sideline Sport 1. YouTube and Facebook at Sideline Sports. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, basically everywhere you can think of, we are there. Somewhere, find us there. 
And again, uh, I'm, I'm going to win. My picks are all going to be right. Everything's going to be right. Wait, you are all wait be right. until before we sign off. Before wait. we sign off, John Isaac, make out of order tread. That's your job. Yes. And make that tread on Twitter. Wait, I I look forward to when we start getting the sideline sports bowl. Whenever Jake plays JB, I play one of you two. Whenever any of us three play each other, sideline sports bowl. We have three different leagues for that to happen. That's a lot of sideline sports bowl. It's going to be almost every week. I look forward to it. Absolutely. That trash talk is going to be fun. And we're going to have to recap on the show. Exactly. All right. Anything else before we sign off, gentlemen? That's it, folks. All right, then everybody have a good week, and we will see you uh, next Tuesday. Eat your steak well done. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B, and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.